What's going on? Welcome into the very first episode of the No Logic Podcast. I'm Otis, and I'm joined by everybody's favorite streamer, Jose and Chill. That's right. Number one. The numbers back it up. Totally. <laughs> it's not about the numbers. No, it, it's, it's, about, it's a lot about the numbers. It's, it's, about, when you're, it's about when public you're, opinion. <laughs> that's it's, about, it's about public also opinion. not helping. Um, someday. It's about public opinion. Someday will and be number one. I ask uh, around a very small, uh, uninformed group of people, and they all say that Jose and Joe is the best streamer on Twitch. Those numbers are... I'd be surprised if you can find a small group of people who know who Jose and Joe is on Twitch. You gotta give yourself some credit there. You have, like, 3.4K. Actually, hit it on the money. Um, Yesterday? 3.4? When we started recording episode one, I was at about 3.2. Yeah, so this is the fourth time we've tried to record episode one. There's been a, a, a plethora of technical difficulties that we've had to work through. And hopefully we don't experience any with this episode. <laughs> and hopefully you're watching this episode. I don't know how many times we've gone through an entire thing, uh, you know, actually had like a good episode and then it has to get scrapped because of technical First it was a camera issue. Yeah. And we solved that by putting Michael Sarah's face on. Um, <laughs> that, that video is actually unlisted on YouTube. So maybe one day. Someday no. for the Patreons, 500k special. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, next dreams. episode, the microphones decided it's just not working. We don't know if they're working right now. No, they are. You said that last time. <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> you said that last time. And then after that, our friend deleted the file. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, we're we're three episodes deep. This should be episode four. <laughs> but it's, episode, it's one. episode one. This is episode one. Um, this is episode one, and uh, for I guess we should actually preface this. We did it three other times, but this podcast, since it's the very first episode, is a variety podcast where Jose and I will literally just be uh, talking about really whatever we want, just kind of shooting the shits. Um, yep. And we're going to start actually with a surprise topic. Oh, okay. And it's something that I know about you, and I want to ask it. Because I think it's becoming a prevalent cultural question. Why do you not fuck with horror films? <laughs> because I... there's become an emphasis, both musically, and we'll get to that, but also stylistically. For example, with uh, the Candyman trilogy, and now a new Candyman movie coming out, and the existence of Jordan Peele in the horror genre now. There's a large cultural movement, specifically black movement within horror that's being highlighted now, not only in the films, but also in the casting and directing and advertising the film, even through music. And we'll get to that bit in a moment. But why don't you fuck with horror movies? Yeah, so first I'd like to say, I'm so happy that like that whole genre is thriving. That's fantastic for people who enjoy that. But for me, the idea of paying money to go sit in a theater, to be scared while I'm at the theater, and then go home and be scared again for two to three weeks after I watch the movie Stop being a bitch. is not appealing. So I think it, start, it started when I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't remember which one uh, it was, okay. but I was literally like 12 years old. Yeah. And I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that movie changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> from, from that point on, I said, I will never watch another horror movie. 
And I've done okay. I've watched a couple of the Final Destination movies, but those aren't necessarily like. Those are some of the ones that dramatize me the most. Really? Yeah. Those always seem to me like every time I watch, I'd be like, "Yo, why are you so oblivious to your surroundings?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that because in January, I, I I went on a quote unquote vacation, and it required me to go on a plane. And the first spoilers for a movie that came out in two thousand. Um, for the first. Final Destination, which is a movie all about um, incredibly unique disasters that happen, but one person has a premonition and stops it, and then death comes back and tries to get those dudes. Well, the first one takes place on a plane with a big plane crash. And I was on a plane going to Florida, and as soon as the plane starts moving, Circles by Mac Miller starts playing. <laughs> and I had my Final Destination moment. I'm like, oh my God. This is this is the moment when I die. Like this, <laughs> this is how it's gonna happen. I'm gonna listen to Mac Miller talking about his death preemptively, and now I'm talking about my death preemptively. And it, yeah, I had a mini panic attack on the way up because I waited some turbulence and it wasn't fun. But I think that's what makes horror movies so appealing. I I understand what you're saying about pain to get scared, which feels weird at first, but I see it no difference than do you like roller coasters? Some of them. So, I like some horror movies. And the connection between those in my eyes is you pay for the thrill. You pay to get immersed in the experience because for something to scare you means that you saw yourself in that world for a moment. And that's special. Yeah, that's... No. (laughs) I'm glad that you feel that way, but no. There's a difference between horror movies and roller coasters. For example, when I get on a roller coaster... You're much more likely to die... Than with a horror movie. Sure. I mean, exponentially more likely to die, right? But when I get on the roller coaster, I'm not thinking about that roller coaster seven days later. That horror movie is in my head, replaying over and over and over every time I close my eyes. That's why I can't fuck with horror movies. But doesn't that just mean it's a good movie? It's like when I watched her, no, I'm I sorry, cry every I, day for well, that's, that's, later. that's completely different. That movie was a masterpiece and it was extremely emotional. But watching someone get sliced in half just for fucking gags is 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 not. But it's not. So roller coaster is not fun because you have to wait an hour in line for it. I get the fast pass, so I don't wait in lines. <laughs> but <laughs> you're you're picking a part of the experience that you deem negative to diminish the entire experience itself. No. Okay. So what what I'll say is is everything has its pros and everything has its cons. Am I missing out on some fantastic storylines? Yes. Yes. 100%. But the cons of that, like being able to sleep, <laughs> right? <laughs> much, they outweigh the pros much, much more. Texas Chainsaw Massacre really fucked you up. I was 12 years old, and when I tell you I did not sleep regularly for two and a half weeks after, I'm not joking. I, will, I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. So, like, when you're like, oh, let's go watch it. No, I'm good. Oh, let's go watch the new it's Saw. A great story. It's a great story. No, oh, oh, let's go watch, let's go watch the new Saw movie. No, I'm good. I only I didn't even watch the Quiet Place. That's that's so. Sad. I, did, I didn't even watch that's that. So sad. And I understand that it's a fantastic movie. It won, I think it won awards. It but did. but it, it was a everyone on social media was talking about it. I'm not going to. So watch what's it. the line between? Have you seen Taken? No. But I would. But classi- that's a thrill. I would classify that more as like suspenseful than horror. Would you watch it if presented with the yes. chance? Yes. Okay. Because, because I, I feel because, like thrill, I feel like Taken would okay, have so maybe, that effect. Maybe more I, I, so thrillers, su- suspense movies, 
there's like I'm okay with depending on the plot line. Psychological thrillers? Depending on that's what saw it. No, that's different. When there's unnecessary gore, I'm out. When when there's gore in general. So the gore is the issue? I can't dude, I do not want to watch people be put in pain for my like how is that pleasurable? I don't understand that. Well, they're not actually being put in pain for No, but you understand that that that's part of the 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 It's part of the appeal. Yeah. I can't, I don't know, I just, I can't. It just doesn't appeal to me. Like, the idea of watching someone else get put in these fucking, you know, contraptions because it's a game. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) It's funny you bring up Saw because that was the first horror movie that had a really, like, big effect on me. It came out in 2004. I was living in a bad neighborhood at the time. And I was, what, eight years old? I don't know what my parents were doing, <laughs> but we watched the movie, and that night I had a nightmare about the fucking doll that still scares me to this day, and I wake up from the nightmare, and my window faces the street, uh, up a hill, and I see a light shining at my window. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this the start of my trap? <laughs> and I look outside, and I hear a boom sound, and I see a shadow falling, and it turns out I watched a dude die the same night I saw Saw for the first time. You're laughing, but I feel like there's a lot of trauma to unpack there. (laughs) I guess that, like, definitely caused something to remember, but... (laughs) <laughs> all that aside I, I think there is a lot of value in horror films aside from the gore aspect um and, and i like your perspective on it because obviously we see this very differently not that yeah. i like seeing the gore aspect but i i'm willing to move past that to feel the storyline and i i can't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. another like, interesting go ahead even even us talking of even just saying the word saw brings back memories from when I accidentally watched 30 seconds of a Saw trailer. <laughs> and like, I'm, it, I'm bringing back like, oh God, oh God, I'm not going to be able to sleep good tonight because I'm thinking about that now. <laughs> so you start, you see Wait, I, I feel like you have something to unpack there too. Like, I feel oh, like I'm not dude, doing I have there. so much to unpack. My therapist is going to work for everybody. <laughs> for her. Well, my, my therapist. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. I was going to say, is that something? Wow. No, I was trying okay. to pick up on something. My, no. bad. My, bad. My bad. Don't psychoanalyze me <laughs> on, on the first on podcast. the first episode on the first podcast. You see, and psychoanalyze me. <laughs> well, another interesting thing about Saw is um, Twenty One Savage was in charge and made the soundtrack, the theatrical soundtrack, much like Kendrick Lamar did Black Panthers. Um, and they actually has some bangers, no doubt, but. Um, he has a single that's actually performing really well, um, Tidal Spiral. And I, I know we listened to it this weekend, and it, it's giving the, mo- the movie a lot more mainstream praise, along with the fact like Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are in it. Um, someone else that just dropped an album is J. Cole. Yeah, transition. Nice ah. transition there. Ooh, I'm on fire. A okay. nice transition. I, I, I tried. <laughs> I tried to write it down in our outline as I started the uh, podcast. And all I got done was surprise I tran. <laughs> so yeah. So so, um, so J. Cole, first of all, J. Cole has a lot going on. He's in uh, all over social media, all over the news at the moment for two big reasons. One, uh, which I think we'll hit on first as your transition so eloquently did, was his new album drops. Yeah. Um Riot is the Devil is the best song on the album. 
Uh, listen to it. Debatable. It's a very good song, but personally for me, I think My Life is probably my favorite one. Well, yeah, okay. Will you go to school? But whatever. Well, no, I just, I don't know. I think the... It's because you said My Life. No, I got okay, 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 cool. You, Just make sure. There you go. I got you. No, so I think my, I think my life off of off of it is probably my favorite at the moment. You um, didn't hear me, did you? No, what did you say? It's an EDP. We're not bringing this back. We're, we're not. We're it's not, been four episodes of bringing this up. We're not bringing this one. Okay, we'll move on. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, no. So yeah, I mean, his album is doing numbers. He's um. What is he like taking the top nine spots on the Apple yeah, charts or something like on that? On day one. So, I mean, I mean it's J. Cole. Right? It, it, it's, so, what I want to ask you is where do you think this album ranks amongst? And I know it's really hard, and I understand that like you have to listen to J. Cole albums more than once to truly digest them. And I don't know if, if I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it a second time, which I need to do. So, the hard part is I don't think we recognize enough how important nostalgia and memory attachment plays a role in appreciating music, especially when you're comparing discographies and you go from, you know, the things that you grew up with, like Cold World in 2011, Sideline Story, and KOD in 2018 that really didn't have any impact on me. You know what I mean? I don't know you love J. Cole. So I'm sure you have a lot to say on this. Um, real quick, I would say... Four Eyes Only, Dead Bomb. <laughs> I personally, yeah. I personally wasn't a big fan. I know you love it. I, because of the, I think Four Eyes Only is one of the most, in terms of the storytelling, mm-hmm. like it didn't come together until the last song. And when you listen to the last song, it's like, holy shit. I see the concept of this album now and that just like elevated it. And Not necessarily like, because of like the replayability. And that might be a thing for me. I feel like musically it was so, not even generic, but just a little weak. Compared to what my expectations were, and maybe that was the issue, that I feel like by the time I got to that song, I wasn't connected. I wasn't actively listening. Okay. So that's that's a critique on me. Like I definitely probably should give it another listen. But you got to put 2014 Forest Hill Strive first. Do we agree on that one? Apparently not, based on your face. Well, this one technically wasn't an album. It was a mixtape. The warm-up. Okay. The warm-up is... Uh, it's hard to say because obviously I, I was going to say that was my number three. I love 2014. You know I did. I know you do. But, Isn't it but, right here? Yeah, I have the the vinyl version. But there's something about the warm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put 2014 first. I'm gonna put the warm up second. Okay. There's something about that that makes it. I would put Cold World second. Silent Story is fantastic. That would probably go. So my top three goes 2014. Coral World, Silent Story, and the warm up. Man, I would probably go 2014, the warm up. Oh man, Sideline Story, Born Center. Oh my God, I forgot about Born Center. Friday Night Lights was good no, too, but dude, I don't think I'm sorry. There. I think I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know. Oh it's my hard. God, it's hard. I mean, dude, he just he, he consistently okay. puts out good music. Born Center number three. That's hard. The off season number four. The more I think about it, wow. Yeah, I, I know that's controversial. Wow. I think I put the warm up at five. Wow. You put the warm up at five? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I know. 
Wow. Bro, I think I got to put the offseason before. Literally only four little babies verse. <laughs> so this isn't even about J. Cole. This is about Lil Baby. I've played it at least 30 times in the last two days. Literally just just that little bit. That we won't play because we would absolutely get demolished by every demolished. Demolished. By every copyright. And um we don't got the bank for that. So if you could like and subscribe, maybe we can play it. You know what I mean? We probably won't. But we won't. Yeah, I think my top three are going to be 2014 Warsaw's Drive. Uh, the warm up sideline story, Born Center, for your eyes only, offseason. Wow, okay. And that might be controversial. Okay. That might be controversial. Uh, also, my opinion uh, may change once I get to listen to it for a second. And that's, of course, what we were talking about earlier. Like, obviously, you know, for me, the sideline story and Born Center mean a lot more than. The warm-up, but you love the warm-up. Love it. Just because, you know, when we fell into it, when we started listening to it, um, it it's it's going to be really interesting to see where the off-season lands after a year for me. Because I loved it on first listen. Absolutely loved yeah. it. I, I, I mean, I thought it was good. for. I mean, it's, you know, it's J. Cole. He, he puts out good music. I just Except for Four Your Eyes Only. It just, well, I, I want you to listen to that again, and then we'll come back to this conversation where um, after you listen to that again, and I will listen to the off season again, and we'll come back to this conversation in a couple episodes. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Now, speaking of coming back, I don't even know what the next topic is. I just, oh, wait. oh, wait. Speaking of coming back, Liverpool oh, okay. are oh. making a top four challenge. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, that was great. That okay. was great. That was great. That was great. Okay. Keep it rolling. Yeah, I, I mean, little. Oh, wait, no, Jake was. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm talking sorry. about Jake. Cole. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we we will get to that. But uh, really quickly, Jake Cole made his professional basketball debut uh, for a Rwandan team called the Patriots. Yep. Um, I don't remember his exact stats, but he played like 17 minutes and he got three points. Three rebounds, two assists. I do remember his exact stats. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have his exact stats. I just remember them all. He's how tall is he? Do you know that? I think he's like six two, six three. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't know how to fact check that, so I'm just gonna trust you. Cool. You could have said anything. You could have said he's no, five. I mean I saw like I, you. I saw the uh ESPN put out like a infographic thing. On Twitter. <laughs> really? On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I so, love that, man. Absolutely love that. So, yeah, but now we can get to, to what you were saying. Yes. So, of course, in case you guys don't know, we used to have a podcast um, that's on this channel, and I don't think we're going to take the videos down just, just so we can have them for the memories. Uh, we used to be a football podcast, a soccer podcast, um, exclusively. And we kind of moved away from that because we, I, of course, I don't want to speak for you as well, but I think we would both agree it felt too structured maybe too bland, um, where we were stuck talking about the same thing and almost reporting news as opposed to giving our opinions, which I think we're both quite opinionated people. It would be nice to actually, you know, have that in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 So well, we still want to hit on sports a little bit, but a hundred percent, but because sports are play such a large role in our lives, especially football, soccer for the American viewers. But, um, yeah, definitely. And we can delve deeper into the past on a different episode, but you were saying Liverpool are making a challenge for top four. Yeah. Trying to, thanks to Allison Becker and his 94th minute. Your goalkeeper scores a goal in the second to last game. It, it was a fantastic third to last. Fantastic it was a great goal. At, at the end of the game. 
against, absolutely amazing against West Brom, who are already relegated, and yeah. their main goal was to upset as many people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, upset as many yeah. people as possible. It's it's very cool to see, and even though the title is locked up in the relegation places, the teams who are performing the worst and go down to the second division of football in England, um, even though those teams have already been decided. It's really cool to see just how much a suffer grabs for places three through nine. Yeah, and, and and so for speaking of three through nine, I think when Chelsea play Leicester later this week, yeah, that that's going to determine which one of them ends up. Whoever wins, I think will grab will solidify a third a third place. Spot. Agreed. And that leaves a mad dash for the fourth spot, which, if you don't know, is the Champions League spot, which. It's super important because Champions League is kind of the biggest competition, brings in the most money. They play the biggest teams in Europe, and it's kind of the the standard for the top top teams. If you're a top team, you hit top four. You are in the Champions League. But the Premier League is so entertaining and tight, you could say, or rather just even um, for a lot of the teams. That every year is different. A lot of teams miss out. From like yeah, from like two down, I would say. Yeah. I would say. Or maybe yeah. even three now that Man United has found some some sort of form. Decent form in the past two years or so. So to get to the point, because of course we are not just a football podcast anymore, what's your top six looking like after the next weekend? After the Okay. Game? Well I mean I think the first two spots are easy. Man City. <laughs> yeah. They have one. Yeah, they won the league, so that's a given. Man United, I don't think anyone's going to catch them unless, I don't know who can catch them. Maybe Leicester, right? Maybe, but even then, and City would have to lose both the games or draw. It's tight. Yeah, so um, so Man City, uh, United, and then I would go, oh man, it's tough. I'm going to go Leicester. Okay, so Leicester beating Chelsea. I think the FA Cup final win was a massive boost in confidence, something they can use to push through the last two Three games of the season. And by the way, FA Cup's the, you know, cup competition for all the teams in England. Leicester just beat Chelsea, who are two teams competed for the third spot. Yeah. So and they play this week. And then, and then I'm, this, oh man, it's going to be controversial. I'm going to say it's City United, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea. <laughs> Top. Oh, wow. Wow. So first of all, you think Tottenham get in over West Ham? Yes. Interesting. Tottenham are quote unquote the bigger team. Financially, you can definitely financially take speaking, sure. Um, oh man, I don't even know though because it's like I was gonna say, oh, but they've got you know because Spurs have uh, Aston Villa and Leicester. They have Kane. Oh, who? Um, West Ham. West Ham. Oh man. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I thought you were trying to remember the fixtures. West Ham have a relegated team in West Brom and Southampton. Meanwhile, Tottenham have Aston Villa. And Leicester. Okay, let me let me flip. <laughs> let me flip those. You got it. You got. It. Let me flip those. So yeah. So West Ham and six. That that's my spot. I'm sorry I didn't predict your Arsenal to make the comeback of the season. It, it, and it would be the comeback of the season. Yeah. It'd be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Which um, is exactly what's going to happen because my top six. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going to be City, United, Leicester, Liverpool. I agree. I agree, actually. Um, I think Chelsea will be fifth. And I want to, I honestly want to say Everton in sixth. It's a little unlikely, though, considering who they're playing. 
Um, Didn't they just lose? They did just lose to Sheffield 1-0. They play Wolves of Man City. Something just makes me want to go for the oddball. And I, I'm almost thinking Everton is more... I think Arsenal have a better chance of making it than, Ever, than Everton. Arsenal played Crystal Palace and Brighton. Yeah, I don't think I think I don't yeah, I don't think uh, Arsenal by, may by more I mean five percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal may end up in eighth. I if, can see that. I can see that. If I, they win both of those games, because I don't think Everton's gonna beat both City and Wolves. I don't see um West Ham falling behind eighth. I see no. Tottenham falling out of those top seven places before West Ham. Um I don't see how Everton realistically make the jump. I'm just trying to have a little fun with my prediction. I can see Arsenal making a, a. It'd be the most Arsenal thing to win games when they don't matter, and end up in the new European competition, which is just a waste of time, and absolutely has no meaning. And they end up winning that, and finishing tenth in the league, and ending up in Europa League, and treating it as a big victory. That that's the most Arsenal thing to happen. Honestly, the memes that would come out of that situation, it'd be all hilarious. It'd be all. So, I'm going to back you on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I think West Ham finished in the top six. I hope so. I think West Ham, they, they've been through a lot. Their fan base has been through a lot. Um, with their owners. Because I know a couple years back, they were uh, protesting their owners, if I'm not mistaken. There always seemed to be something going on. So, it would be cool to see West Ham. Somebody new. Certainly, a yeah. different face in Europe. Definitely. Um, speaking of different faces... When you leave college, <laughs> that, that was a stretch even for me, man. Um, but we did want to hit on some different topics because there's been a lot of graduations for um, old high school friends and peers and a lot of people who are walking that are graduating now, but also those that didn't get to graduate from high school and college last year because of the pandemic. So I have friends that are walking and doing their ceremonies, graduating college, despite already being a year removed. Um, and I had a great conversation with a friend of mine that I was catching up with, who's a year from graduating himself, uh, talking about how you make friends after college. Because for example, in high school, you're surrounded by the same people. It's a very tight nucleus. Mm -hmm. And so you naturally make friends with those people. In college, there's organizations and things like that where you can create friendships and relationships like that. But once you graduate college, you work and you watch New Girl, and that's 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 kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think I have a unique perspective on this because I haven't graduated from college, and I think out of all of everyone in our group. I've taken the most time off from college um, and I entered the corporate life five years ago. Yeah. So like, I think this perspective, what I'll say is yes, it's not as easy to make friends as like going to class and just talking to the dude that's sitting next to you randomly. Right. Uh, you do have to work at it a little bit more, but what I will say is like, especially depending on where you work, those coworkers can definitely become friends outside of yeah, because I, I definitely have people who don't even work at the company where I'm at anymore that I still talk to on a weekly basis, um, and still like have plans to meet up with in the future when they come back to, uh, to where we're located. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost us now. So, well, here's here's the interesting thing: we're living in a 
work from home environment. A lot of us are. Yeah. Um, for some, we're transitioning back in. For some, it never changed. Mm. Um, specifically, the service industry and things like that. But I, I feel like even those relationships aren't being cultivated in the same way as uh, they used to. So if, if there's someone listening that's in a similar situation, or it, obviously not even college related, but just general workforce past high school education, et cetera. Um, what advice do you have for them for, you know, finding do, friends? Do what you like. Do, how many friends did we make going out to the field and playing pickup soccer? How many, how many friends, you know what I mean? Like we would go out there and we just made friends along the way. Like, so what I'll say is do what you like. So if you like to go, if you like to play soccer, go out to your local field, go kick the ball around. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit more difficult now with the global pandemic, but you know, things are starting to get back to normal. Go join a, a, a pickup league at your local soccer field. If you, if you like the skateboard, go to the skateboard park. If you like to, to, uh, to, if you're into amateur astronomy, Guarantee you, there's a club uh, down at, at your local observatory if you have one. Obviously, but what if you that. haven't quite developed what you want? Because I feel, or what you like, rather. Because I feel like a lot of us have been stuck at home and just making it work. Uh, for a lot of us, like it's just Netflix and chill, but no fun times. Well, I guess that comes down to you. Just got to figure it out. It's a good question. I'm still trying to figure it out too. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of try stuff. You know, honestly, like, I think that I think that right there is great advice. Because literally, just putting yourself out there. When we first started playing uh, football, I did not want to play pickup because, like, obviously, I was trash. Still, kind of am, but like, I didn't want the pressure of now having to go meet new people as well. And then, obviously, uh, over time, it just kind of happened. Um, so. But I think that was like a, a blessing in disguise. I'll put yeah. air quotes around that. But um, yeah, I just say trust them. I and I agree. I second that. Um, if you don't try, whether it's finding friends or that hobby you've always wanted to take part in or anything like that, um, you got you. <laughs> we're living in a time where you got to put a lot more effort out there. I feel like with everything. With everything, with exactly. everything, it's, it, nothing is is as as it was before. Yeah, and that's all I gotta say. I think we're both kind of on that journey, as far as you know. How do we make those meaningful relationships in a world where face to face interaction isn't quite as common as it used to be? You know. Well, that's all. Uh, thanks for joining us on the very. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to end it. We um. <laughs> The camera's dying, so we don't have much time. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for joining for the very first episode that you will be seeing of the No Logic Podcast. This is episode like number four for us. Um, we really appreciate you staying to the end. Uh, drop a comment down below. Let us know what you want to see on the next episode. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on all of our socials, which will be linked down below. At Jose and Joe on every social media platform. Twitch.tv slash Jose and Joe. Stream Wednesday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. UK. Peace. Peace.